eloquent evening god and goddesses it's your girl jay also known as jay demi and i'm back with the best co-host it's the girl k also known as k bex and i'm here with my good sis and we're here to fuck it up again to catch another vibe to have another sip and drop a jewel per usual <laughs> and you know today's topic is very interesting and before we jump in I want to first say thank you to the best network, Venture Season Network. Tap in www.ventureseasonnetwork.com. Everything's there. So much more coming. Blogs, everything, commentary, chat abilities. Yo, if you want to talk to anyone of us specifically, www.ventureseasonnetwork.com. <laughs> Tap in. Um, but yeah, so today's topic it's kind of, I'll say it's a term I kind of made up myself. I don't think I've heard of it anywhere else, um, but I think it explains kind of like my approach um, in a lot of instances, but it's a natural racial wall. Mm. Girl, you gotta, you gotta coin that term. So, <laughs> it's whatever, because it could be a big wall, a little wall, a thin wall, your wall could be broken down completely, but it's your approach and and the barrier of protection you might have with just people of the opposite race. Mm. So whether know. whether <laughs> it's driven by innocent causes, right? Or um, you know, it's encouraged by innocent causes and experiences in life or what you might have been exposed to or how you were raised or if it's just that you're a racist. Mm. I think there's there's levels to everything. Um, and we're gonna talk about it because again I feel like now before I tell y'all where I feel like like what mine is that I think exists um, I'm gonna ask my ask my good sis if she thinks that other people have racial walls or am I just weird out here in these streets <laughs> then, like even if it's like you know culture driven I don't know I think we're all raised in different households and different lifestyles and I think that like definitely with mine deeply influenced and I'll share with you guys how but oh, wow. do you think do you think like this normal I do only because like you have to think too like a lot of people in this country like even though we're a mountain pot like there are still a lot of areas in this country where like minorities aren't as prominent and if they are, they're kind of secluded in one area of that state or of that city. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, well, just from experience with everything that happened with like COVID and George Floyd and the Say My Name, Black Lives Matter. Um, I wouldn't say we we're building a gap, but I would say that we are becoming more self-aware of those racial walls and how it impacts our daily experience, what we bring to the table and what we engage in. Mm -hmm. Personally, um, I don't think you have a racial wall for I don't. <laughs> and I think too, it has to do with my family. Like a lot of people in my family do date outside of their race, have integrated. So I think it's more in a personal personality level than it is actual race mm -hmm. now 
is that just with the opposite sex or is that just in general i think just in general like even i have like i have uh caucasian friends as well as hispanic friends me too i will say though not to say that people with these walls are saying like oh like you know but it's all right let me give my insight just okay. a little bit spice it up <laughs> because it, it's just a barrier you gotta break through yeah i'm not going into every single situation of someone just like i wouldn't go into every situation with a person of the opposite sex the same mm -hmm. way i would go into it with a female um and it is for me it's like a be mindful be cautious and you don't know that person you don't know how they were raised you don't know what they feel yeah. and a lot of people don't show what they feel out to the world it's it's when them doors close and a person has the ability to express whatever their true feelings may be and you see who a person is so like you said like i have and i'm very thankful for my white friends and my friends you know of opposite races that have been able to break through what my natural walls are but because i experience so much racism on a daily basis and even still now as a grown woman you know especially in our work field and being in a court being a black woman in corporate america and being a black woman that attends an accredited college and is in higher level level courses there's so many times that i was the only brown face in the room i can definitely relate and i didn't feel welcomed immediately and then maybe two or three people decide to give me the opportunity to feel welcome and they open up and even still there's a red flag around like okay why are you doing this are you doing it because it's the right thing to do or because you want to because mm -hmm. when we once we get past the right thing to do everything is based on what you truly feel so is this what you truly feel or do you just think it's the right thing to do because of our environment mm -hmm. now this may also be and this is where i said like this may be just the thing for me i don't know maybe i'm just sharing like an open space for myself um with you guys but i feel like when we really look at any relationship there's some sort of guard or wall we have up you know just because we've had our heart broken in the past and we don't trust people doesn't mean we can't love someone you get what i'm saying it's just that natural wall and for me i feel like i've referenced in this podcast multiple times i was raised by a woman born in 1946 it makes a big difference 1946 <laughs> that literally is like amazed when she comes across a Caucasian person that is genuinely nice and doesn't want anything or isn't trying to hurt her in any way or cause a problem and it's still like you you still don't trust you you can you can indulge if that's what you choose to do but you verify and you be careful and you be mindful of that fact um so that was like what the whole Texas trip for me was about <laughs> I told y'all I went to Texas. First of all, my grandmother would have slapped me if I'd have been like, if my grandma was still alive and I was like, yeah, I met this coworker virtually. She lives in Texas. I'm gonna go stay with her in her house with her Caucasian family. And um, I wanna get to know her. She'd probably say, put me on speed speedball. She would have <laughs> fought me so bad on going. Like I, I promise you she would have been like, you didn't think about this like you're not you're not thinking straight like well why can't you just get your own place like that's how she would have and it's not because 
it has anything to do with Amy herself or her family. It's just the experiences she's had mm -hmm. with white people and me being her baby. It's what she taught me in order to protect myself. Now, me being raised in a space where I'm not racist and I never want anyone to think that I am, I do, you know, I try to suppress that wall. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get the wall not gone because I do think it's there's beauty in protecting yourself because some people do do racist things to you yeah. and um and I, I feel like you know the there, there's a, a part of, of the barrier that's necessary because it's like a man has to prove to you that he's worth you trusting him sometimes after you've been heartbroken it's the same thing here I've literally experienced racism so many times in my life and people will paint it as something else but we're not crazy. And, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of beauty and not having to force people to prove who they are before you let them in. Yeah. But I feel like that's also just something I'm working on in my, my regular life and being in the whole transparency thing of, of just making sure that I'm being clear on the things that I want. So I went out to Texas with the hope that because I feel like, you know, you fear what you don't know. I know I fear what I don't know. When there's something that I just completely don't understand, it's like, I don't want to even encounter it. I don't want to come across it. I don't want to encounter it. I'm good. You think so? I, I think, think so. Take a plunge. I like, think so. If it's something I have to do, mm. or if it's something that I want to do, but when I don't understand it, yeah, I fear it. That's why I try to understand everything that I can about certain things before jumping in. Like, I need to know the parts that make me feel insecure and what I feel like I don't understand and what I'm uncomfortable with because once I know it and I understand it, then I'm more comfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't like being uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. when I am uncomfortable, I know it's because I'm fearing something that I don't understand and I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And help me understand it. Maybe there's a part of it I don't even, I've never even known existed. Mm -hmm. So that's what I went out to Texas with in my head. Like, I want to see what the difference is. Like, what is the big thing that, like, my grandmother would have been like, oh, hell no, you don't do that. Like, why would she have done that? <laughs> and and I don't, and I also wanted to go and have them show me all the reasons that I should be comfortable having that wall down. Mm -hmm. But you want to know what's crazy? Yeah. When we, when me mm -hmm. and Amy went out, <clears throat> I experienced a few points of racism and I was able to show her. Like, see? Do you see? Mm -hmm. And she was able to be like, wow, that's and she, uh, quite a few times she wanted to say something like no 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 i'm not showing you for you to say something i'm showing you because it's like it's this is why i am the way i am like i'm mm -hmm. show me who you are first and then i'll trust you mm -hmm. until then we're just gonna exist in the same space i don't need to like tell you about my life and my family and get to know you and want to go out have a drink like i don't need to do none of that because i don't know who you are so mm -hmm. i gotta there has to be a point where you push through my very walls right that's just naturally there because of my experiences. Like that's why I crazy. It goes back to the fact that this isn't just even about how you're raised. It's all, it's reinforced all the time through the experiences and the things you've been through. It's crazy that you bring that up, and just like to go back on you having that experience in person, um, and her being able to like actually see it, and and it's a it's a teaching moment on that receiving end. But I also feel like. In regards to black women it's also a teaching moment for us as well mm -hmm. because a lot of times i feel like we suppress who we are for the comfort of others as well as for protection mm -hmm. of ourselves yep and 
that's I feel like it's okay to have those walls up. We do it in every relationship. If your parent constantly says, calls you a bitch every day, you gonna wake up every day expecting her not to call you a bitch? No, but you gonna put that, that bitch on top of it. Right, and it's like, you're gonna approach the world differently because you got bitch every day. You get what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's not even just the fact that I was raised by a woman born in 1946 that experienced so much racism in her life. I'm talking about my grandmother's older brother marched with Dr. King. Shout out to my uncle Wes, Wes Coleman. Okay, um, literally walked in the Million Man March. So I'm raised with that history, one on one. Happy to see the movies and stuff that come out because she's like, I lived through that. I was around when that thing was happening. Whenever that thing, whatever it was, is going on, I totally experienced every part of it from start to finish. And this is what I've seen them do. Even the ones that I thought were nice. Even the ones I was comfortable inviting in my home. Even the ones I was comfortable inviting to my dinner table. So it's like, right. So it's like, then I'm going through life and constantly having experiences where it's like, am I tripping? Hold the <laughs> or not it's like we're always walking on that fence and when I got to the age where after taking so many black history classes which when mm -hmm. I will say shout out to Mr. Carrie Willowbro High cause he gave you the raw man he showed you that stuff that and then I know like there was even points where I believe he got in trouble for how brutal the things he showed us was and the fact that some of the students would leave angry and it was like, I dare one of the very few white students at the school to even think that they're going to talk to me crazy or call me boy or call me son. Like, because it ignited so much anger. Mm -hmm. Try to think about it like that. Like, that's this type of stuff I watched all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. I literally was raised by a person that lived in that era. Mm -hmm. Literally. You know what I mean? So, it's a great, great thing to hold on to but then also you gotta let it go too right and that's the hard part <laughs> but yeah um hold on to and still let go and go um and that kind of leads me into my next question um are they necessary to bring down because the shocking outcome of the trip was Amy saying to me at the end of the night after we seen maybe about two to three different racism experiences that um, I had and her seeing it from what's really um, my point of point of view. Um, her response to me when I literally asked her at the end of the night, like, so like how do I break these walls down like mm -hmm. how do I go into these things more comfortable or more blind or not forcing someone to show me that they are nice and that they are um, open to me and who I am as a person before I kind of let that go and her response to me was I don't think you should why and when I asked her, which mm. we're gonna have a 10 minute guest visit later on, it's a nice little treat with Amy um, for you guys. But when I asked her, she said, because 
Why is it wrong for someone to have to prove to you that they're not going to do what's typical of what you've experienced with their kind before you decide to continue to let them into your life? She said, what's wrong with that? I said, I said like, for instance, like with me and your friendship and relationship, you know, Amy, when I got put on this team with Amy, she would hit me up every day and I'm like, why is this girl bothering me? Like, what does she want? Like, what do you... And she would literally get in the video chat with me and then like, would have nothing important to talk about. Like, she's, how are you? How are things going? Well, this is what's going on with me. And then, you know, showing me her family and like mm -hmm. telling me about her life, like without me asking. And for the first couple weeks, it was like, yo, what you up to? What do you want? Right? Mm -hmm. And then I realized like, yo, she's just being genuine. And for whatever reason, she likes you and wants to be your friend. And I decided to let the wall down because she had been kicking at that bitch and like had her drills out and she was like I'm gonna get through this wall whether you want me to come through or not like I'm comfortable with proving to you that I care about you and I want you in my life as my friend you know what I mean and so when I asked her that her response was like even all the way yeah all the way down to me what's wrong with me having to be persistent before you trusted me What's wrong with me having to prove myself before you say I'm going to open up all the the walls? Like, you have to keep some things for yourself and decide when you're going to... And that's just like within any relationship. Mm -hmm. You pick and choose how deep you're going to let a person in the more you trust them. The more they show you who they are, mm -hmm. the more you believe them. Especially if it's good things that they're showing you. So what's wrong with forcing people to show you good things before you open up? It's like a catch-22, though, because... Mm -hmm. At the same token, you are growing and breaking down that barrier and being more trusting. But you're also, you can possibly fall victim to categorizing those experiences and lumping that that prejudice or that mm -hmm. judgment into one token. So before you even get to be open, you're already closing yourself off from that experience. I feel like if if the now see this is where the me and my me knowing my environment comes in mm -hmm. and the things that I've experienced um nah, I'm gonna be a honey with y'all I don't I, I don't know if I don't know if that wall's ever gonna completely go away I definitely want that wall to not be so thick mm -hmm. That's, and that's why I went to Texas. Like, do I need to like, like teach me how to be like more open. Like teach me what I don't know that makes me uncomfortable and like help me get rid of it. And like her response was like, who says you need to completely get rid of it? Like yeah. it's a protection mechanism until you have that many people in your life where you feel like, okay, I'm comfortable enough for myself, whatever you, whatever your, barriers are I'm comfortable with myself in this new group of people that maybe you haven't experienced so much enough to say like I'm now I can approach everything kind of open and if you're bad to me then and but see this is why I say too again it might just be a me thing because I suffer from severe anxiety social anxiety really so <laughs> I approach a lot of things in my life that way like it's not like it's just 
with white people is really with any people. <laughs> like, it's not like I go in a room and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so comfortable with these groups of black girls. And I'm like, so not comfortable with all these. No, that's not what I'm saying here. This is not, I'm not talking about prejudice. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about racism. I'm just talking about a natural racial wall, just a protection mechanism, just a, I'm alert and I'm waiting to see if you're one of those racist people, not I'm going to treat you any different or, you know, or be different. Like I'm still who I am, but I'm just not really probably going to open up like a flower and feel like I know what your intentions are with me. It's crazy because you say that because now like the way that you described it, I will say that in like in experiences with women, just in friendships with guys too, like the opposite race and sex that protective measure is there yeah but it's not like i don't like i just thought it was like a natural instinct like okay that's what i'm saying that's why i careful. call this one like instead of just saying like a natural wall with people because this is kind of geared towards my texas experience i knew that it was just like that that one with just like i don't know i guess i have like an internal like fear of white people like they just don't want me to be great like okay no, no. so i just be waiting for them to show me like either you like me or you don't and just teach me how to like exist in like our worlds together wherever they collide and then the ones that kind of show me like no i, I do like you like i genuinely like you then it's like okay it's like oh my gosh you guys are like not all like crazy like i might have thought my whole life <laughs> And like, cause I've had some, you know, yeah, we've, we've had we stories. experienced total like opposite <laughs> spectrum spectrums at the job that we met together. I won't say what that job is, but if you know, you know. <laughs> um, but there was this like there were two cool ass white bosses that we had, and other people couldn't stand them. Like them. <laughs> other black people, cause I was like. Like what? I would go out and drink with them. I would tell them my whole life they can. I literally would pour my hearts out to them. But it's like they did make initiative to have that relationship with me first. Mm -hmm. I didn't leave. I just sat back and like observed, right, and assessed. Is it safe to? But whereas I think with with <laughs> with black people, I might be more inclined to leap for right? like. No, I think it's like, the same. Have you seen that? Like you know what I mean? Like one of those like. Am I tripping? We have a subtle. I feel like all races have the, their own subtle like communication that yeah. they have between each other. Like I know you just saw what I saw, or mm -hmm. you peep game, but it's expressed differently. Cause everybody's different. I just I so mm -hmm. like for me. All right, those white people that I love, it's like they're like the jewels in a haystack of fucking rhinestones mm. and it's like so like why not expect them all to be rhinestones until they scrape against the wall and prove they're a jewel <laughs> why do i have to expect them all to be fucking jewels first that's how i literally look at it it's not yeah. to like and i i don't it's like i said it's not that i treat anybody differently or i feel differently about anybody it's just like and I, like i said i'm like that and all it's not just like it's just you know caucasians it's just i felt like with this situation and me going on this trip is your first my opportunity to, to experience so much that i'm not used to be completely out of my element 
and be exposed to a different culture and understand that everybody is not like how everybody of that race is not like how we might imagine and then some things are exactly what we imagine you know so what were some culture shocks for you like what were some things that you were like oh okay we have those similarities <laughs> I'm gonna tell Amy on the 10 minutes that I said this, but. <laughs> and I told her I was gonna say it anyway. So, they don't use washcloths. Now, they, they use loofahs, okay? Right. They do use loofahs. <laughs> they do use loofahs. I need a washcloth. I use the loofah after the washcloth, me personally. So, once I found out, let me tell you, it's so funny how I found out. <laughs> So, day two, you know, I'm like, oh, Amy, like, where should I, where should I grab a towel and washcloth from? She didn't say anything about the washcloth. She's like, oh, it's just, you know, they, it should be in, um, there should be towels in the closet, of, you know, by the bathroom. I'm like, all right, cool. I go up there, there's towels, no and sheets, and blankets. <laughs> and I was like, like, hey, Amy. <laughs> Where's your washcloths? And she's like, my what? <laughs> your washcloths. And she was like, she comes over to the steps and she looks at me. She's like, so when you say washcloths? What is that? Because they call them hand towels, I think. <laughs> I don't know. So well, no, I was like, like it's like a small, I was like, it's like a really tiny towel that you used to like wash your body with. Like you put the soap on and you use to wash your body. Like, okay, hold on one second. I think I have something similar. <laughs> I think it's called a terry cloth that you use to when you drive the car. Is that what it's called? A terry cloth? Don't quote me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, again, I'm just, we're, it's okay because we're gonna find out in 10 minute guest visit today with Amy. So I'm gonna ask her what it's called. But this is how is that used to like drive the, drive the car so like it doesn't have like screeches and like streaks so or whatever. So a microfiber, like a microfiber. Yes, that. Washcloth, okay. That. <laughs> So now, before she gave them to me, she's like, I think I have something. So like, I went back in the room. I went in and I'm telling my boyfriend, I'm like, so Amy doesn't have washcloths. And so, so he's like, what? I said, yeah. I said, just give me a sock. You know, I'm from the hood. Like, I want to use a sock. Yeah. <laughs> so as she's getting out of the sock, she comes with the, the washcloths and she gives them to me so that I take a shower or whatever. And when I got out of the shower, I'm like, Amy. She's like, what? I was like, I got to tell you this. That was the most cliche white shit oh, that I've ever seen in my life. She's like, what you talking about? And I told her, and she's like, she's like, yeah, we should like, oh, well, we use loofahs. I'm like, yeah. I said, okay, that's, that's definitely okay. This is not like, cause I guess, now, I've heard that in black cultures too, they do that though. They don't use washcloths, they just use their hands. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, not, not using like, it's scratch the loofah thing, right? That's just, mm -hmm. but, the cliche is, oh, white people wash up with their hands. That's the cliche, like thing that black people think. Like, and I know a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And I found out this weekend after talking to people of other cultures, like black cultures, like Jamaicans, that it's they don't use washcloths either. Like I know some Africans that don't use anything. They just use their soap and their hands. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. I just I think the washcloth thing is just the it's an African American thing. Is it just us? I don't know, cause like, hey, I, if you know, comments, I, like, 
subscribe. I was like, and let us know. I don't know. Is that just a little African American thing? I was ready to use like, so you have like an exfoliating, um, like washcloth, which mm -hmm. is like similar to like a little bit. It gets like in better places. And then you have your washcloth to get like whatever you missed last. Well, let me Let's tell you how I bathe, okay? Everybody <laughs> is different, okay? My grandma used to say that I was too clean because I was shout. I don't know why. That, don't, don't, y'all don't judge my grandma, okay? But my grandma believed in whole baths. Like, you don't need to take a full shower every day. You could take a whole bath the second day. You could take a whole bath maybe the third day, depending on what you did the first day or two. Like, that's the show. So the fact that I showered every day and sometimes twice a day, she used to be like, you is so clean. Mm, yeah, man, gonna love you. You so clean. That's what she's saying to me. Like, oh, you're so clean. And I, and I had to ask her one time, like, why do you keep telling me that? You always tell me, like, I'm so clean. And she's like, because you you know you shower every day you at least get in that water your whole body what's the day? <laughs> so like and like my daughter always tells me like oh you smell great mom da, 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 da. and i you know so i always think that i don't so i have a method to when i shower Girl. like you know you shower with a bar soap and a washcloth once then you rinse off. Then you shower again with the bar soap and a washcloth. Then you rinse off. Then you get your loofah or whatever you want to do with your shower gel so you can exfoliate it into your skin so it smells amazing. To finish, that's how I personally shower. I don't like loofahs. I'm not going to lie. I don't like loofahs. I just like washcloths. Just give me two or three washcloths to get to my shower. Mm -hmm. I need two or three. One different from the face to the butt mm -hmm. and body. And, you know two to three because it depends like if i'm washing my hair i'm gonna need that third one to get whatever the residue from right just dripping all in my face and stuff as i'm shy i need that to get that off and then still my body and my face everybody's different my family loves the fucking loofahs they all love them excuse me i like them in travel because you can just burp burp bitch <laughs> burp burp <laughs> Go ahead. I was like, I agree. Like, I like them to travel. I feel like you should carry both when you travel, cause then you have like. I don't travel. I don't carry shit when I travel. Whatever I'm saying, that you better have a fucking towel and a washcloth. <laughs> I always like to be prepared. Is that like control issue? No. Yeah. Listen, going. I when I went to Texas, I just threw some outfits in a bag and a couple of in my makeup bag with carry on. I was like, uh, uh, I don't get. This is what it is. Yeah. That's pretty new. <laughs> that part. But, um, you know, I think. It's crazy. That is a culture shock. Yeah. That was like one of the, like, that's, but I will say, I think that was maybe the only cliche thing other than the urban spot we went to. Okay. Shout out to the Commonplace. If you ever in Dallas, um, Fort Worth area, it's called the Commonplace. It's a brunch spot. They, and, I'll show y'all on here and yeah, we'll edit it in at the end. They have 88 ounce mimosa towers and it's only $44. I drank the whole mimosa tower almost by myself. I think it was only like 12 ounces left. Nobody at the table drank. I was the only drinker, so. Girl, you and <laughs> I did. I did, man. I enjoyed it. So if you ever there, go there. But I think the um, that was the first time like having, like being in that like urban environment because like when we went out and we enjoyed ourselves in their areas it was like you know full-on cowboy bar cowboy bars like we went in like ant was playing pool with cowboys okay <laughs> pets 
I'm talking so about awesome. one girl was getting married and she was in there with her bridal party and they all had on like the two piece jean outfits with the bell bottoms and the little things that dangle in the cowboy the boots with jackets. the big hats. I said, bitch now, let me put a couple sisters in these outfits. We will fuck down. <laughs> Get Texas up, okay? <laughs> Don't. But the next time we go back, Amy's gonna go to a black club with me. So that should be exciting, and I will keep y'all updated next. I'm gonna let y'all know how that go. I'm gonna have footage from that. So that should be very exciting. But good times, good times. Um, and but yeah, that's the most cliche thing. Yeah. Definitely the most cliche. Okay, so right, we we've talked about this racial wall, mm -hmm. right? So just to quickly um, go back a little bit, do you think? This wall is influenced by nature or nurture? I would definitely say nurture. Only because it depends on the environment that you grew up in. Will determine to the caliber that you have that boundary. But you just said you kinda have that you have that boundary in all relationships, so how's that true? I think mine is more in regards to personality. But even still. But it's so taught. you think it was taught because my parents. I would say I'm, I'm a I'm a blend of both my parents and their resolutions. Oh yeah, I can see that. Very true. I think I can agree. Um, I think the part that I will say is nature is kind of the way that you handle it. Mm. So I think that's directly nature how you handle it and how you approach it and how much it affects, impacts your life. Because like I said, there's a thickness to the wall. I feel like if your wall is extremely thick, you're probably a racist. And yeah, like if you, if it's yeah. like to the point where nobody can break through it, you gotta be exuding that shit all over every fucking where. And there has to be prejudices and things that you're doing that are creating these experiences that you're having that keep telling you that your decision or you are, um, reservations about certain things are correct. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, your reaction to these experiences and your reaction to realizing that you have any type of a wall and figuring out if breaking it down is the goal or if it's a safe place or whatever it may be to you, I think that's the part that is the nature. Mm -hmm. But the, the nurture is definitely it being there like in general you know um because i know if i was raised by somebody born in 2000 versus somebody born in 1946 i would be a different person totally different my daughter don't because i know that there's a lot of things and ways that i am that's because of the experiences of my grandmother who raised me and my own experiences i know that they're very different than what my children's experiences are going to be so like I do share with my kids my feelings about certain things, but I also encourage them to just be open if they're comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most of my daughter's friends are Spanish and white. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I had to like get on her one time because <laughs> there's this, she came up, she had an issue with a black girl. Mm -hmm. And she came up and she was like, tired of these fucking wretched ass black girls. And now I let you can feel how you want. I, me and my kid, then we have a space where I let her get her 
cursing off as long as it ain't at me. Don't tell these fucking black girls. Ho, ho, ho. You ain't gonna be saying it like that. Cause you a black girl. <laughs> She's like, no, but I'm just talking about the ratchet ones that act like they can't have a conversation. And this, this, this. I'm like, listen, you ain't gonna be saying it like that. Mm -hmm. Putting us all in the box. I said, but I understand what you mean. You're just ratchet bitches. Yeah. I'd rather say ratchet bitches than ratchet black girls, even yeah. though I know what you mean. Now, it's because us as black women, we don't take no shit. We got walls up with everybody, mm -hmm. even our own sisters. And that's what I said. It's not to say that when I walk in a room and I'm in a room full of black women that I don't have any type of, you know, antennas up. Like I'm watching, trying to see who feel what. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not like it's just, you know, with a certain type, but we're just talking about it because of the trip. And this is what I was working on while being on the trip. But, you know, I had to tell her, like, you don't, you can't put us all in a box like that. Some of us are like that. Some of us ain't. So you don't, you don't say it like that. You gotta find mm -hmm. another way to say what you mean. Say I mean, that black girl is ratchet. It's like, like hard uh, though too because like when you're one that your walls aren't as high as like other people within your culture, you are deemed that oh like you're the Oreo or you're the man. token black like black girl. Like no, like our personalities just match. And I'm sorry, but I'm gonna be open to a lot more experiences because I wanna see how the world works. Like I don't wanna just limit myself to my environment. My cousins up north in North Jersey always my whole life called me a white girl because of how I speak, because of how I talk, because of how I dance, because of the people I choose to be friends with, because because of the fact that I'm not like, you know, whatever the case might have been. Right. And, you know, what I will say is I don't deal with that now as a 30 year old woman in my family and people are, you know, older and I'm sure we're all more mindful of that, but that's what I dealt with my entire life, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm around the people from Willowbrook where I was raised, shout out to the 609. <laughs> um, they all felt like I was ghetto, hard, um, gangster, like, scary like Girl. it was like you didn't want to piss me off like there was very few people that that did push my buttons but it was normally because they was fucking with my friends not really me so the demeanors from both spectrums are like yeah you know it's never in the it's, middle yeah so it's like <laughs> it's crazy to see that where someone else is from or what their own experiences are how they perceive the very same person mm -hmm. i was the same person around my cousins up north that i wasn't around the people in Woolboro. I was always me, mm -hmm. but because of their own experiences, they perceived it different. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there are a lot of things in our past and in, in our everyday that may continue to influence yeah, that's very true. and reassure mm -hmm. and reinforce that that's necessary. You need that there because some people going to do this to you if you're not looking for it. And why take the shirt and this shit? Because you just decided not to look. Like, you know, it's messed up to think about it like that. But, like, <laughs> that's the, like, crazy way that I think about it. Um, do you think you're racist if you have these walls? That would go, I think it goes back on what you said, that nurture versus nature. It's what you do with it, it that will determine your racism because... You could come from a background where, 
as a black person, your parents might not be as open mm, to integrating with other cultures and other races. Is that prejudice? Yes. <clears throat> Is it racist? It depends on your approach when you encounter those spaces that you're uncomfortable mm. with. Because my white friends told me that black people can't be racist, even if we have racist behaviors. That's what my white friends told me. Yeah, I got that too. But I think it's just that we're... They're like, we're, you can't be racist. Even if you don't like us and you do treat us different <laughs> because you're the minority. So it don't matter. Like you you can't be that. You can be... I can call you plenty of other things as a person. But that's like one thing that I can't call you. I think but too is because... You know, I do think that it... I think that's like a backhanded way, like yeah. you know, just looking at it. I personally don't look at it like that. I think black people can be racist because some of us don't care, and we feel like it's justified. But hate needs to end. Can we just say that across the board? Yeah. Yeah, and um, use your power. We're a long ways from that. Oh, influence. there was one thing you said that I forgot to address. Um, <laughs> you had mentioned. Um, what did you say? Dang it, my notes aren't clear, guys. I'm sorry. But there was one piece where you mentioned you were um, talking, and the thing that came to my mind was like, are are we the ones creating this? Like, I think that's responsibility on both sides because we naturally go into spaces reserved because we've had history of not being accepted and also not holding the power within the room. Like, we're always, in a way, as black people, we have a tendency to either overcompensate for our blackness or undercompensate for our blackness. In the spaces where we undercompensate is when we don't feel comfortable in our own skin even if we were by ourselves because this is uncomfortable this is an uncomfortable space yeah i can see that then we have the flip where we feel because i am surrounded by others that look like me i'm a crafted joke or two it might be a little bit offensive but that's my culture I can't say nothing because I'm that person. I I offend people all the time and I don't mean to. And I've noticed like, and this is just in my regular life. I'm not talking about white people because I don't think I offend white people. I I mean, don't give me, there are white people that I have offended, but I don't think I like offend white people in general. I'm, I don't, I've never gotten that from like all the white people that I've been around in like large groups or whatever. Um, but just in general, I'm offensive. <laughs> I have been offending people a lot lately, and I didn't mean I haven't been meaning to. You mean both? <laughs> I'm, I'm like literally up. laughing in like videos with people, and I'm like, like I'm thinking we're having a good old time and everything is good. And and it's like they're right. like, what's wrong with that bitch? Like why is she acting like that? And I'm like, <gasps> it was not intentional. Like damn, I can't play with everybody. As long as shit, I ain't by myself, clearly, y'all heard that. No, no, like, it's, like, crazy because, like, I don't mean to. I don't mean to. <laughs> I really swear to, I don't. 
it was this post on Twitter, right, where this girl was like, black women very rarely get the opportunity to be silent and people not take it as offensive. Mm -hmm. And just from personal experience, it's very true. Like, I feel like we, we kind of are like, we have to be the backbone and the glue to piece all this together. But when we're not in alignment, it's like, oh, well, the way that you're behaving or the way that you're acting is offensive when... Me and I just don't want to express that right now. I'm like, I don't want to have right. a conversation about it right now. My bad for bringing the bad vibes, like, right? But I should be able to have that moment. It's a human decency, like, yeah. I'm man, I, I've offended some friends. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go on an apology tour, <laughs> right? You it's know not what? even funny, but like, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, it was a season of growth. Clearly, y'all, I'm sorry. We'll just let y'all know. My son's here. Yes. Um, he, he, he he's going to be a part of this, and I'm not going to edit it out. And, you know, he is like, we're going to be here. So say hi to the people, and then you have to, um, we're just going to let him finish out with us? Is yes. that what we're doing here? All right. He's going to rock out with us. Um, y'all see his mohawk. He's really happy about his mohawk. It's not sticking up like he normally like, right, boy? It's my boy shout right there. Um... But yeah, I've been very offensive, and I'm sorry because I really don't be meaning to. But you don't know what you like have done to somebody until they tell you, and a lot of people don't tell me. I just find out from other people. But I, I love y'all, and I'm sorry that I'm offensive. And I have those jokes that offend people, like like you said, like. But if you know me, you know I don't mean to hurt you. Um, Amy, Amy had to get rid of my jokes. <laughs> And she laughed. Oh my gosh, she laughed. She was unfazed by my attitude when I was getting mad. And so she's more more liberal. Like she's more her wall isn't as high because she's like, I just wanna enjoy the company that I have around. Yeah, I, I I mean I would say she's like you. There really is no real wall. Like a, but you guys are like that in general. Like it has nothing to do with race, right? And I guess that's why maybe it was a bad name to call this show, but that's how I thought about it when I went to Texas and I was trying to beat that wall down. You know? Yeah. So like don't was, don't denounce your experience. Like, no, but I guess you. calling it a natural racial wall may not be the right term, but it was like that was what I was facing when I went to Texas and I, I was trying like that was the I was to narrow it. Like that was me narrowing it. And um I think that it's done a good job. Um I think that I I learned that people are who they are, mm -hmm. and people will surprise you. But I've also learned that people are shitty, and I think well, I shouldn't have the wall. Like, your I think your wall shouldn't be really thick, and your wall shouldn't be really high. Like, we shouldn't be Donald Trump out here trying to build fucking walls and separate the people. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm just saying, you know. Just some shit maybe you gotta kick down. Like, that you gotta be willing to kick it down. Now, if you like your wall so much that it's so pretty, you don't wanna kick down it to get to my wall, then don't don't break a nail. Yeah. But if you're willing to break a nail, I'm willing to listen. And I'm willing to break a nail with you. Like, Are you willing to break a nail? You busting yeah. down walls? Yeah. <laughs> my son has a white girlfriend. Well, she's not his girlfriend, but he likes her. She's his close friend, you know? And that's fine. That he likes what he likes. I used to show 
Okay, don't say her name, okay? You can't say her name on camera, okay? Okay. But he used to sit right next to her all the time on the bus. Yep. And um, you know, that's totally fine. He don't they don't got the same walls as me. I guess that's the nurture part, right? Yeah. They don't have the same walls as me because I don't want them to. But I also when things happen, it's like, listen, this is that part that I'm gonna be telling you about, but I told you about because I want you to know, but I don't want you to know. Cause you shouldn't look at it like that. But at the same time, if it happens, you gotta know what you're looking at. Yeah, those. But they also teach you like as a as a mom, amazing job because your kids don't have to experience that prejudice. Yes, they are aware of it, but they are what Martin Luther King. I mean, they, but would the thing is, of. they have them. Martin Luther King. <laughs> it's what he would dream of, like that. You judge people based on their character. Right. I'm gonna say they have to show that for my kids to see. It's not like they look at it like me and like kind of expect it. They look at it and they're like, they expect you to just be their friend. And then we do things. It's like, well, why are they being like that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, some people Martin think like this. You read Martin Dr. Martin Luther King before? Yeah, at school. Oh, that's cool. I'm and glad your school read that to you. Because <laughs> some schools ain't reading it, and that's another conversation we're gonna have soon too. Yes. But like Jimmy dropping jewels. Ah, oh, right. Let me about to drop a jewel because I'm feeling it deep. I'm feeling deep in my soul. So deep, 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 it's like, y'all know y'all have a moment for me in almost every episode where I just feel like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm about to drop a jewel. Drop them. We dropping jewels. Jewels, jewels. We dropping jewels. Jewels, jewels. Demi dropping jewels, Demi dropping jewels, 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 we dropping jewels. <laughs> All right, I got one for you, I got one for you. As I have gone through life, I have carried what I was taught. There's a ton of shit growing up that I didn't give really much of any thought. But all those years have shaped me. And to have things I've experienced, and so have the things that I have experienced. Understand that my approach isn't just based off of stories. It's actually based off of a life sentence. This wall still stands because of things I have continually endured. There's also times where I've ignored the wall, even though I wasn't even completely sure. It's all a wall of a protection to give me a chance to look even deeper, to get them to fight through and prove that they are in fact a fucking keeper. Mm. <laughs> so bottom line is, I don't care what the experience is, at the end of the day, we got walls up in all relationships, not really just race, you know, that's just one that I think that I've faced and overcome with in myself and I'm able to be honest with the fact that that's, I don't know, I can't even, cause it's not like it's a thick wall, you know, it's just like, ooh, let me see what you're about first. Tell you my life. Um, you know, so um that's my place of growth in this aspect and I think when it just comes to people in general and you approaching them, you you have to find balance between vulnerability and strength. 
and we have to realize we don't always have to show strength because sometimes there's a whole bunch of strength and vulnerability and certain things you can't work through or learn or understand until you've been vulnerable or going through it which my good sister has been <laughs> so shout out to texas shout out to amy we want to make sure we're <laughs> Always lit. watch Demi Dropping Jewels. Always watch Demi Dropping Jewels out of the mouth of motherfucking bees. My grandma always said the kids said it ain't no lie. Feel me? So tap in. Tell them to tap in. Tap in to Demi Dropping Jewels. Say listen every week. Listen every week. Wednesday, 6 p.m. Wednesday, 6 p.m. <laughs> And as every weekend we say, well, week, not weekend, every week we say, thank you so much for, for giving us 45 us minutes of your life. Bing bong. Ding, ding. <laughs> Yo, peace, peace, love, love and prosperity. prosperity. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>